Well, it is the end of the year. All kinds of things go on this time of year. I feel like there's a lot we can say. I might do some personal sharing as well as some spiritual sharing today. We'll see how it comes out because I know there's a lot I can talk about. But I do want to acknowledge the end of the year. You know, it's very interesting when here we come into, you know, Halloween. But did you know the very next day after Halloween is called All Saints Day? It's All Souls Day and then All Saints Day. Isn't it funny what humanity has done with what was more of a blessed time to turn it into more of a <laughs> evil spirits time, I guess, or however you want to look at that. So it kind of begins the holy days in a way. We want to focus in that way. It's funny because there's always the outer physical celebration. And I know there are those who partake in the inner celebration of that real truth of spirit and you know sometimes maybe there's really not enough of that focus obviously in the world here and I know we don't do a lot of in ILM as far as any outer acknowledgement of holidays or rituals in that way because a lot of our focus is really inside we really do want to bring everything inside so we don't do much as far as any outer ritual or ceremony in that way so we're not so outer focus, and even though there's great value in a lot of the outer expression, a lot of the reason Jim and I don't do that in inner light ministries is just so that we can really keep that simple focus inside to keep that inner focus. But sometimes ritual, outer ritual, ceremony can assist parts of our consciousness, especially what's known as the basic self or like that inner child, to come into participation and alignment with that inner movement. So if you ever find yourself drawn to outer ritual or ceremony or even church services, especially this time of year, I know a lot of people like to do some church services or listen to the Christmas music or choir singing. It's always nice to do because it does help to bring that physical aspect of ourself into an alignment. And that's a lot of it is bringing our physical, imaginational, emotional, and mental parts of ourselves into an alignment so that in that alignment we can really be open and available to the movement of spirit within us. We used to talk a lot more about that and give more focus to that in the years past, and I found it very valuable in, in doing that. But I know it's easy then to also lose sight if all we do is focus on these outer rituals and ceremonies where we really want to give our priority to that inner focus. That's why we start every gathering like this with a meditation, so that we really go inside to that. Well, I guess in a way we start with announcements, don't we? So I guess we do have our outer ritual by doing announcements, and then we go inside. Well, what are even our announcements about? The outer events to get together to do the inner. And the inner really is the key. No matter what time of year, do you realize that every time you choose to go inside, it is a holiday, a holy day? The time of Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever, it's all about the inner. I don't care if it's about Jesus or any Messiah. What do they represent? What do they all represent, regardless of which religion or faith? Well, all those spiritual teachers or saints or sages always 
are here to always deliver that message, to be an example, and to share about the truth of the one God and the action of God's Holy Spirit that really brings the soul, the children that God has created into that remembrance. <clears throat> but we want to take it beyond a remembrance to just give outer acknowledgement. We really want to take that inside of ourselves and claim that not only as a remembrance, but to bring it alive so that we right here and now in this day and age can experience the truth of what that is, whatever teacher or saint has always shared about that they themselves have awakened to and that they, as they've been asked by God to share and to live and to demonstrate that movement of that Holy Spirit so that those who partake in that can begin to experience it themselves. This is not a fantasy. This is the reality. And so we want to make it real by claiming that and bringing it all inside of ourselves. No matter what the outer rituals that you enjoy participating in, let that serve you to reflect back in and now take it back into yourself so that you really begin to claim and experience an inner movement of spirit to know what is that? What is that Holy Spirit? What is that Christ consciousness? What is it to be anointed or baptized or somehow sanctified so that it is holy or hallowed? <clears throat> and that's the key here. And if anything, this time of year, it's funny because it's supposed to be such a special time of year, all merry and happy, and it is for some. And at the same time, it brings forward probably the biggest challenges for people because it's supposed to be about family and loving and cheer and joy and togetherness. But yet at the same time, it brings up so many issues for people of feeling alone and depressed. So funny, I know I've talked to people that work in the medical field. It's this time of year they get more people in the emergency room and hospitals and people die. Psychologists that get more patients with depression and other issues of aloneness or separation. That's part of the challenge here. Because as all this is stirred up within us, well, what do we do with it? We've got to somehow handle it, to work with it, to face our demons, so to speak. It seems so funny because this time of year we're trying to focus on all the goodness, but in focusing on that, it stirs up all that which we view as bad inside of us. So it's not called let's ignore or avoid those things inside of us that are disturbing this time of year but really to start to accept that that's also part of our experience here. Some of you have heard me in the past say, yeah, this time of year, you know, when we move into Thanksgiving and gratitude, we often give gratitude for all the good things in our lives. Have you ever given gratitude for all the bad things in your life? Try it sometime. You'll be surprised in a good way how gratitude, even for the negative things in your life, can literally transform 
those things in your life or at the very least transform your consciousness in how you perceive the negative or that which disturbs you. The soul itself lives in oneness and loving, and that loving accepts all things. It is just the ego, which is made up of the mind, the emotions, that lives in polarity and duality that sees as good and bad, right and wrong. So all this is is a matter of how do we move out of our ego consciousness and into our soul consciousness that loves and accepts everything in that oneness rather than good and bad, right and wrong. That's what we're doing here. So an exercise of gratitude is an exercise of lifting or moving our consciousness from that duality and the polarity of light and dark and right and wrong in this world and back into the oneness. And in that oneness, it's all light. Rather than light and dark, it's all light because when you live in the light, there is no darkness. So wherever you go as you live in that light of your soul, in that light of oneness and loving, that that goes with you, even into the deepest, darkest places in creation or just simply within yourself. When you go from that light of soul into all those deep, dark places, no matter how scary it is, no matter how depressing it is, no matter how judgmental or fearful you get, that light of your loving is what is who you are that is the conscious one who goes into that and brings the light. You and your awareness, that consciousness that is present and aware is the soul. So where you go, you bring that light. You don't have to pray for it. Guess what prayer does? Prayer wakes us up. Prayer brings us into the acknowledgement of who we are as that light of loving. When we ask for the Holy Spirit, when we ask for God's guidance and protection, we are bringing ourselves present into that. Not that it wasn't present before. All we've done is allowed ourselves to live more in the ego consciousness that experiences being separate from that oneness. So as we pray, as we meditate, we bring ourselves into that place of oneness that transcends the duality. And when we live there, everything's fine. Everything's good. Haven't you experienced that now? I know most of you here have been at this for a while. Haven't you found at times when you're down in that darkness, but when you take some time to meditate, do an exercise of gratitude like I'm talking about, at some point have you experienced where all of a sudden you feel a shift inside of you and a letting go of where you're caught in that disturbance and then all of a sudden there's this movement within you and everything's okay? I mean, literally, just like that. you just like, wow, what happened? It just changed. It's okay now. That's what I'm talking about. It's a movement of consciousness, not a movement of outer circumstance. It's a movement of consciousness within you 
And as you experience that movement of consciousness within you, well, guess what? Then the outer circumstance at some point will shift as well because you have shifted inside of yourself. So take some time this year, the end of this year, the rest of this year, these last, what, three weeks or so we have left, and start to look at and give gratitude even for that which has been challenging. I'll say for myself, this has probably been the most challenging year I've ever had this lifetime and all my 51 and a half years of existence now. It's been the hardest year. But I know it's also been a hard year for a lot of you and even around on the planet, a lot of you. I know that's a lot what I've been experiencing. A lot of us have. But it always boils down to what do we do with it? Because that's what makes the difference with how we experience life. And then how we now set up our future, so to speak, of how we're going to experience life with the choices we make now. As we ex extend ourselves and open in gratitude, even for the challenge, it will transform. All the challenges in my past, whenever I've opened up and moved into gratitude for it, I find it comes right on into me. And as it comes into me, it comes into the oneness. It is transformed. And now it's a part of my living experience. And the wisdom that comes out of that is what's so magnificent. And that's what we really want to pay attention to. For those of us walking this pathway of light and sound, this pathway of soul liberation that we share here in ILM, that's what this is about. So we have to pay attention. We're not victims here. It doesn't just happen to us. God's not doing it to us. This is a journey of empowerment, of responsibility, Self-love, self-acceptance. It's a journey where we are learning through our experience that we do have a say, so to speak, that through our choices and our actions that we do create our life experience, both inwardly, even outwardly. And so as we learn from that and bring it all back inside, the good and the bad, and accept it, and gratitude is how we fulfill our lives and how we bring through that fulfillment a completion and a freedom from our past so that we may move into the not only the new year, moving forward physically, but into the new you, moving spiritually. Use this outer world the way it was meant to be utilized, and that is of a mirror, to reflect to you that which you are projecting upon this mirror of consciousness for you to learn from and to fulfill yourself by learning from your projections, your creations. That's what this world is. Time and space, Lucifer, 
is the Lord of reflection. It is that aspect of God that is the mirror to reflect back to God, God's self. And so those divine sparks that the soul that we are as God's self and expression, it is one and the same. We're to utilize what God has created as reflection to serve and to support ourselves in recognizing the truth of who we are, not the illusion of who we are. That was the trap. So that wonderful mirror that Lucifer is, as a great battle ensued, as we all know through history, and Lucifer was thrown down from the heavens and all the bad angels went with him. Well, as you know, we've heard Jim talk about it as literally that reflection warped upon itself. This is a whole thing of physics. It's like a whirlpool or hurricane or tornado that's spinning from above, literally bends light and brings it down. That's the warping. We've heard over the years Jim talk about the spirals. And the soul comes out of the realms of spirit down into this creation, spiraling on the outside of that. And then once we hit bottom, so to speak, at some point, we're going to have experienced all that we came into this creation to experience. And then we're going to now move to the inside of that spiral and begin the spiraling back up and out of this creation. That's that warping of time and space, that warping or diffracting of the light of spirit. As it's come out of the spiritual creation and into this physical creation. And that's also where the confusion lies. Because when we look in the mirror and if we believe the reflection in the mirror, well, that's an illusion. So if we believe that illusion, it's going to be confusing living a life of a reflection. That's why as we now turn back inside and begin that journey up and out of the spiral, up to the center, the straight and narrow is coming in and up. The action of the Holy Spirit, the light and the sound of God is the straight and narrow, is in the very center of that spiral, like the eye of the tornado or hurricane, where there's a stillness. That's the action of the Holy Spirit that we're focused on here. Because what? As we have that focus and we say, look for that white or purple light here, that's you coming into the center of that spiral. So you come out of the whirlwinds, the tornadoes of our own inner consciousness, let alone the outer, to come into the center of that where the peace and stillness is. Peace be still and know that I am. And it is that straight and narrow in the center there that is that avenue or that pathway of the Holy Spirit. That's the pathway of liberation we're talking about here. When we share with you the sacred name of God to meditate upon, that is the action of the Holy Spirit that brings you to the center to line yourself up with that action of that inner light and sound so that it can now begin to lift you up through the middle of it, to lift you up out of this physical creation, to de-warp you. <laughs> I know where I get my warped sense of humor from. Yeah, We all have it. I make my jokes. Bipolar, yep, we're all bipolar in this world. 
Yeah, because we live in a world of duality. Look at our brains, even the left and right hemispheres. So we've got to come to the center because that's the escape route for one, but that's where the doorway is into the divine. That is the way out of the physical creation and into the spiritual. So as we meditate upon the sacred name and that inner light, well, that's the Holy Spirit. That is the movement of God's loving that is always present throughout all of creation in every realm, in every place, is that action of the Holy Spirit that is there for when the soul is ready to come into that alignment and that pathway to begin the return home back to the spiritual realms from which we've come out of. It's funny. It's so simple. That's all we're doing here. I know when you say that's all, it's huge. It's amazing, magnificent journey and experience to participate and partake in this. It just seems so mundane here on the physical level because you can't see it or experience it on the physical. That's why we've got to let go of the physical and go inside into the spirit so that we can begin now to move in our spiritual consciousness into the truth. and away from the reflection. We're just turning away from the reflection and turning into that truth of spirit. So that is our experience to live in rather than always looking at the reflection, trying to live out here. And I know a lot of times over the years we've shared like for me, when I began this, I started to look at a lot of psychic, a lot of ways by which maybe God or spirit or guides and helpers and angels could help me live a more fulfilling physical life, which is what a lot of people do. That's not a bad thing. That's actually kind of a good thing. But yet it still falls short of yet something so much greater and pay attention to that because that which you have your focus upon is that which you're going to experience. So if your intention is to ask for all of God's helpers, spirit guides, angels, this and that, to assist you in living your physical life, well, you can get that. But is that really all you want? If it is, that's great. Go for it. But is that really all you want? If you really don't want to wake up and know the truth of who you are and where you've come from and where you're going and your oneness with God, well, then we've always got to look higher. Because there, there's only one guide, one teacher, one focus, not these multitudes. We've got to be willing to let go of looking for all these things in our physical lives and all the helpers to help us in our lives, but rather to look to that one helper or guide called God. And all we do here in ILM is give the way by which to do that, the way and the means, that light and sound of God, the sacred name, the inner light, 
that which I just described. And the more time and loving and focus and devotion we give that, the greater our inner experience will be. And guess what? God is going to walk with you to assist you in having exactly the physical life you need to experience, to fulfill yourself here, to be complete. So why waste your time with all the other stuff of thinking what will make you happy? Are you willing to surrender that which you think will make you happy to surrender it and to really give it all up to God and then you focus on God to see if God then can now be your main focus to fulfill you. As I say it the way I say it, notice I didn't say God to make you happy. Oh, God will make you happy, but guess what? God's also going to drag you through the hells that you've created. So you're going to be unhappy as well on this journey. But the good news is, is that you will at some point complete that. You'll be brought through that. So earlier I said you're not the victim, and now what I'm saying, it almost sounds like God's doing it to you. So here's how it works. When you really truly surrender your life to God, you really are now giving God the priority, Lord, thy will be done. And then the hand of God comes in and lifts you and starts to now bring you through all these things. So in a way, God is doing it to you, right? Well, really, it's a partnership. It's a co-creatorship where it is you and God partaking together, but you, the soul that is divine. So it's not God doing it to you. You're the one who've created it. But you are of God, so it is God doing it with you, not to you or for you. God's doing it with you as a partnership. Remember that. God gives us the freedom of choice. That's what unconditional loving is. But as we are willing to surrender ourselves to God and let God come in more fully, consciously, to participate with us in that partnership, well, one, we're not alone. We never really were. When we feel alone, it's just because we're living in the ego that is separate from God. So it's our job to come back into that soul consciousness to experience that partnership with God. If you feel alone, just know that's an indicator. Your awareness has just dropped. Give some time to the meditation and focusing inside to bring yourself back up to that place where you feel and experience the oneness where you really are in conscious partnership with God. And then in that, through that movement of grace, the Holy Spirit, it's always uplifting. So it is going to lift us up. And in that upliftment, well, yes, it raises the vibration. It raises the frequency. So all that metaphysical stuff is true in that sense, spiritually, not physically. It raises us, the soul, up into higher frequency, beyond the body, beyond the imagination, beyond the emotions and the mind and the unconscious, so that we really lift into that highest frequency that is that purity of loving in the truest sense that is not diluted down 
by these magnetic frequencies and polarity, but to be free of that. It is that magnetic frequency and polarity here that weighs us down, that holds us in the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body. So as we surrender, well, guess what? Guess what we're really surrendering? We are surrendering all that magnetic charge that holds us through our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our reactions. That's what we're surrendering. When we are willing to surrender, we're willing to let that go. That's also called forgiveness. And in that letting go and forgiving, we now give God the opportunity to truly walk with us, to work with us, to be in partnership, so that we can now ascend, raise the frequency, lift up in soul awareness and soul consciousness so that we are no longer trapped or held in bondage, so to speak, to that magnetic polarity. That's coming into that centered way, the eye of the hurricane. That's the place that is neutral. That's why it is peace be still. It is there that the polarity is not, and that's where we find our peace and our freedom. But we do have a responsibility for that which we've created. That's what we call karma, the unlearned lessons. But when you are willing to surrender all that and allow God's grace in, well, then God's grace literally is the hand of God that will begin to lift you through in partnership, through all those things that you've created in polarity that you've gotten caught up in, attached to, that holds you here. It is through that grace that frees you, that fulfills you, that as it brings you through all these experiences, you experience, you witness, you learn. Even if it's just in a dream or a meditation experience or even when you're just doing the day and you have these thoughts or feelings come through, consciousness is always moving. It's never stagnant or still. There's always a movement of consciousness all the time, whether the body's awake or asleep or no matter what we're doing. The action of meditation just invites the grace in and how we bring ourselves into that focus to participate in that partnership with God so there's a greater action of loving in our lives that produces the freedom and upliftment. It's important to understand in a sense, almost like the science of it, so that you can apply it and live it practically, that it's not a superstition. This isn't about superstition or magic. What we're doing here is literally scientific. It's just that it's beyond what science physically can measure, so there's no way to prove it physically. But it's a science. And so in here... We're trying to share how to do the experiment so that you can have the experience and the results of it. And so some of the keys besides LAF, loving, acceptance, forgiveness. I know we spent a lot of time talking about that and focusing on that for a good reason, to keep it simple. 
Well, remember, there are many other aspects of God as well, just like I'm talking about gratitude today. The Knowing of God book, Jim lists out 16 of them. Peace and joy, light and sound, freedom and liberation, enthusiasm. There's so many that we can focus on at any time as we give it our focus. It's not only a tool or a technique that supports us, but it is actually a living essence, an essence of God that all we have to do is choose into it, invite it in, give it some focus, and it can begin to manifest. It can begin to awaken within us. So it's important to participate and utilize what you have at your fingertips, so to speak. Of course, that sacred name being the priority. Because within that sacred name, within the Holy Spirit, is all the qualities and aspects of God. I found it easier in my surrendering up to God to let God bring present that which is going to serve me in any moment, whether it's gratitude or enthusiasm or one of the other aspects, rather than me just saying, oh, that sounds like a good one today. But that's okay to do too because maybe that part of you goes, oh, that's a good one to focus on today. Maybe it's because there's a little stirring inside called that loving essence of spirit nudging you in your awareness to say, hey, over here, focus on this today because this is going to serve you in your journey of awakening. So there's a lot of techniques, tools, support, service, just like our sharing here today. I know we can get lazy at times, especially if we've been doing this for years and years. Sometimes we lose focus. We kind of come in and out of it. Other times we get all enthused. Can't get enough of it. That's part of life, and that's all okay. But to utilize what you have so that supports and serves you, and that you also serve it. It's a two-way street. This action of soul awakening is not just God loving you and letting it in. Okay, God, go ahead, love me. I know it's a blessing that you can love me, and I'm allowing you to let it in. I know that sounds kind of egotistical, right? Because it is. It's a two-way street. That's what most people do. They try to get God in their lives to try to have power and magic so they're all grandiose. doesn't work that way. There's a lot to be said for humility. But what is that? It's a two-way street. This is also about us sharing our loving with God as well as receiving God's loving for us. We've got to participate equally. Just like any relationship in this world, the best relationships are the ones that both give and receive. If it's a one-way street, just somebody's giving and the other one's receiving, it's going to fall apart at some point. There's got to be that giving and receiving. Just like breathing in and breathing out, you've got to have both to be living. And so it is spiritually in our relationship with God.
We've got to give and receive. As you've heard over the years, Jim sharing, that's why God created the soul. God created the soul so that God would have something to love and something to be loved by. That's why it's called the beloved, to be loved. Just as God is our beloved, so we are God's beloved, that child of God. So the rest is really up to us. And it's important to remember that. You are the only one. The sole responsibility is upon you to how you want God in your life, how you want to participate, what you choose to do with it all. It's not up to Jim and I. It's not up to your parents or your friends or coworkers. It's not up to your children your bosses, it's up to you, regardless of where you're at or who you're with, and at any time. That's up to you, no matter what anybody else does. Remember that, including Gemini, because I know sometimes people put a lot on Gemini, like if we get an email from somebody, and if Jim and I don't respond to it, they get upset. Why do you get upset? Because we don't respond to an email. Or when we do respond, and if you don't like it, like me, I use a lot of those emojis, you know, put a smiley face or the one with the halo or prayer hands. Well, I know what that means. To me, those symbols speak louder than me writing the words. But I've had some people say, what the hell? I don't like it when Brian just does emojis. Why can't he write it out? Well, one, if you know how much time I have to write out everything, which I don't anymore, just ask me. Ask me, what does that mean, these prayer hands? What does it mean, the halo? I go to me, well, that's, what is prayer? It's sending God's loving. What's the halo? The beloved. So when I send these emojis and stuff, it's sharing all that loving and blessings. But, of course, how would you know that if you didn't ask me? If you didn't know the language of emojis? <laughs> I do, but that's just my interpretation. We, we all might have a different interpretation. You know the little pile of poop emoji? Most people think, yeah, that's pretty shitty. But if you were a fly, you would love it. <laughs> It's all in how you perceive it. And if you don't know, just ask. Yeah, I'm making the jokes with myself because that's my personal experience. So I can really only talk from my personal experience. But it's important to look at your own as well, that you don't assume things, especially if you make assumptions that work against you. That's what I'm trying to say here. Don't give your power away to even Jim and myself. If you want us to be a certain way and we're not that way, whether it's emails or talking or anything, 
That's up to you to how to perceive it. Some of you love us, some of you hate us, and some of you go back and forth with all of it. And that's all right. But I just want to say this today so that you know. I'll have to admit, part of the reason this whole year has been the hardest year, I've been overwhelmed. I can't keep up with it all anymore. We've got over 300 initiates now. And whenever I get an email, often the person thinks they're the only one. <laughs> it's hard. But that's why I like the sharings. And I want you to know this is the main reason why we're doing the video broadcast, why we have the new website. We are trying to make everything available that we can so that it supports everybody. You know, Spirit shared with Jim back in 99 to not do all the individual counselings. Well, part of that's practical. And then Spirit said 25 to 1. Well, what is that? That's a class. Like here, we're facilitating a class. So that way we can really reach more at one time rather than one by one by one. Because when you start getting up into the hundreds and beyond, it's just not practical or doable physically. And I just want everybody to know that. Jim and I would love to and care about each and every one of you. It's just on a physical level, there's not the time. But I don't want time to get in the way of that inner relationship, that inner support, that true loving that does exist there. And it's important to remember that. There may be times we don't respond to emails, let alone if it takes us a few weeks. But don't take that as an againstness or you did anything wrong or that we're jerks. Why work it against yourself or us? Because maybe sometimes there's not even a response because maybe if we responded, it would get in the way of your learning and your own growth. For you to learn how to take personal responsibility and learn from your life experience rather than expecting Gemini to answer it all for you. Because we can't. Yeah, we may be able to give a lot of answers and share a lot, but even in that sharing doesn't actually answer anything for you. What answers for you is you and how and what you do within yourself and how you live your life. That's what answers things for you. If Jim and I can just maybe help give some guidance or direction, that's the best we can hope for. But then it's up to you to really do it and have your experience and learn from that. That's what we're most concerned with, is supporting and encouraging and educating so that you really have what you need to do that for yourself. And again, that's why we've really been busy working on this new website and the broadcasting so that it makes it more easily available for everybody rather than just when we see people in person. You know, in the years past, Jim and I would only see, other than Austin, everybody once a year, wherever we had travel. Now we get to see you once a month or even every day if you watch a video or listen to a talk online off the website. So utilize that. And realize on a physical level, Jim and I can't be everywhere with everyone at once. But spiritually, that's a different story. 
And that's really what we all want to do anyway. That inner focus. When we go into that inner focus, one, it's so amazing and magnificent when you have true inner experience, you won't care about this physical stuff. Because when you have those inner experience, you will really directly experience the grace of God. And when that Holy Spirit moves, whether it's through a light or hearing the voice, including if it's my or Jim's voice, or another spiritual presence, or the beloved of God directly, there's nothing better than that. Nothing. And that's really what we all want. And so that's what we encourage here, is to go for that experience. That inner voice of the Holy Spirit, I remember the years when I was waking up, and I would have that experience, and Jim's voice would speak to me in my inner experience and out-of-body travels. I wouldn't even see him at times. A lot of times I would, but other times it would be just his voice. But as I heard his voice, well, that's the spiritual teacher. It's by the voice that you will know your spiritual teacher because it is the frequency within that voice that has that essence of the Holy Spirit that speaks to the soul when it is ready to return. Each spiritual teacher only has so many souls to work with, and it is through that voice that that frequency is awakened. But make no mistake, it is not the physical voice. It is the frequency of the Holy Spirit that comes through the voice. That is the sound, the voice of God, because it is the frequency of God's loving that rides upon the sound of that voice that the soul takes note of, that the soul stands up and knows God's calling me home. And yeah, you may associate that with the individual like myself or Jim or any other spiritual teacher, but they're only a representative, just a vehicle by which that light and sound of God can move through. We want you to develop that relationship directly with the Holy Spirit, not with us personally here, physically, spiritually. So if you hear our voice or see that radiant form of us on the inner levels, follow that, because that's the light and the sound that God is working with you that are really on your journey home. You want to develop that relationship, not the outer one here. Believe me, you're going to be disappointed with the outer one. Hell, Jim's so disappointed in me, you won't believe it. <laughs> Every personality down here has got conflicts, no matter what. You can't even get along with yourself. How can you get along with other people? I mean, come on. Why waste your time trying to get along with yourself and others? Why not just focus your time with God? You do that, you'll find it easier to get along with yourself and other people. Because when you're focused on God and living more of that, well, God loves and accepts all things, including you, as much of a little shit as you are. And I ought to know because I'm the biggest one of all.
But pay attention to that so you don't get distracted and caught up in the piddly, mundane stuff and the details and whatever. Yes, the details sometimes are important if they're part of your learning, but not if you get all wrapped up in them or now they drag you down. This is why the surrendering and forgiving is always the best options. Because in doing that, you open yourself enough to allow that greater action of grace to lift you. Wouldn't you like to have more conscious experience of like what I just shared, where literally the voice of the Holy Spirit, no matter how it comes, is working with you and you know it directly? And you find yourself literally flying up in spirit upon that light, that purple light is literally like an umbilical cord that winds through every realm of creation right on up in the spirit. It's amazing. Or if you literally are there with Jim and I, we are holding hands or me, I often will hug people and actually fly people on up. Well, fly the soul up higher, not the person, obviously. It works in all kinds of ways. You get in that elevator and the elevator goes up and who's the elevator one pushing the buttons? It's often Jim. <laughs> Pretty interesting experiences, even if it's in the dream state. I know I talk about out-of-body a lot, but a lot of these things happen in the dream state. A lot of you have those. But even if you don't, don't worry. If you're participating, you're taking action, it's going on. Just keep taking action and participating. That's the key, no matter how it looks. Like I said, even when things are bad, well, if you're really living this pathway and you're surrendering your life to God, God is going to bring you through the bad stuff. You've got to get through it. This is not about avoiding the bad stuff. This is about handling it, learning the lessons, and completing it so you get free of it. That's why I said earlier, try to actually be grateful even for the bad stuff in your life. If you can find gratitude for that, you're going to find a much greater transformation of your own consciousness. And boy, the freedom that comes with that is pretty nice. And ever pay attention, especially to your inner experiences, whether dreams are out of body or just right there in body and you're meditating or seeing things. Pay attention. Ask questions. This is why I like doing a lot of talks. I know I haven't been very good with emails, and that's part of the reason I'm bringing it up so you know that. I've been too busy to keep up with it. But if I can share and talk with the group, we can do Q&A here, and when we do our Skypes with all the other communities, it gives us a chance to answer questions, to share, to talk. That's why we're doing so much online nowadays. We have a lot more opportunity the way we're doing it now than we did by one-on-one -on -one appointments and emails. That's the nice thing with all the group actions we're doing. And then we all benefit from it. And that's one thing I really like, and I know most of you do too. But ask questions so you have the clarity and don't assume things. Because unfortunately, in our own physical makeup, I don't know why the human condition 
is wired to assume things often in a more negative way. <laughs> Haven't you found that? How many of you have talked to Gemini and you thought something you went through was so negative and then you hear us go, oh my God, that's good, that's wonderful. This, it means this, this, and this. You're getting free because you're going through the garbage. But you just going through the garbage think it's awful and like you're going downhill and in the wrong direction. We're going, no, you're going in the right direction and you're going uphill. I know I did that for all the years until I finally realized, oh, my God, I am going uphill. Because you've got to go through all the garbage, all those little poop emojis, you know. They're not only here physically, but they're on imagination, the emotions, the mind, and the unconscious as well. So we've got to go through all that poopy emojis on our way home to God. But when we do, we think we're doing something wrong. We judge ourselves. We get hard on ourselves. You're going through those things so you get them done. You're clearing them away. You're flushing them. They're getting dissolved, cleaned up. That's what's happening. Wouldn't you rather know that rather than just automatically assume the worst? Pay attention to that. And also ask questions and pay attention. If you're having inner experiences with even other spiritual teachers or guides or angels, because some of those are really good, and some of them can also be distracting. I remember years ago, I haven't shared this in a while, but I'll share it again now. I remember years ago, I, in the beginning couple years when I was doing a lot of this meditation action, when I first started, I didn't know about all the spiritual action like we're doing now. I was more focused on the metaphysical and psychic. And back then at the time, I thought, the, you know, like the ascended masters were the it thing. Oh, my God, if I could just be a channel for these ascended masters that I've heard about in this I Am group and all that, that was something I wanted to do. Because I know a lot of people think that's amazing in the highest form, and it is amazing, but it's not the highest form. Even those ascended masters still work in the realms of duality, still in the realms of illusion. They even have their karmas they're working out. How do I know? Well, one, I was one of them for a while. And two, I have my own experience. I remember the day I finally, my wish was granted. This is actually after I woke up all the way into the soul realm and saw the face of God. So I knew the difference. So I was up in this realm, I think it was in the mental realm somewhere. A couple of these ascended masters came up to me and put this little box like a transcoder on my head and said, all right, we want you to take dictation from us now so I could be the channel I wanted. Stuck this box in my head energetically, and I'm like, it gave me a headache. And I noticed, wow, I thought these ascended masters were supposed to be so amazing. And I noticed this one had an ego edge just like some person in the world would, controlling. But I thought, oh, he's an ascended master. You look like St. Germain or one of those, if some of you are aware of that. I thought, all right, I've made it. But I knew at that point, because I've already gone beyond that and come back. So, of course, those things that we wish or want, well, at some point they're going to be fulfilled one way or another. So here is my fulfillment coming to me years after the fact. Well, I'm like, it's a little late now. don't want it now. 
But in their experience, I went off, and I, my headache got worse and worse with this thing, and I finally said, that's it. Nope, not doing this. Don't care about this anymore. I went back to that ascended master, and I said, you know what? Here's the box. Don't want to do this anymore. And he got mad at me. Wow. Okay, thank you for your mastership. That's all loving and accepting, right? Well, that's why I'm saying you want to pay attention. Don't just assume because something appears masterful that it's truly a master awake to God. There's very few that are. There's lots of masters and teachers, but very few awake in the truest, highest sense. Pay attention. That's why Jim and I talk about always look in the eyes and look for the loving. When it's a true teacher of sound and light that is there in this action of soul liberation to take the soul home to God, there will always be a loving essence that radiates. Always. But also, what I'm sharing now in my own story, see, I created that. That was something I wanted, so I literally came to the point where I got to have the experience to bring it to fulfillment. So I'm not making these things wrong. I wanted that, so I got to go into it to have the experience now. So in my experience, I would know so that I could be complete and either make the choice to go with that or make the choice to call it done. So me, because I just kind of have some fun along the way regardless, even if it's not a pleasant thing. So I thought, all right, he's mad at me. Well, I'm going to put him to the test. He thinks he's all great. I go, show me the face of God then. Because I already knew the face of God. I go, show me the face of God, I said to this ascended master. And then he tried to transform himself. And he started to almost look like the face of God. You guys ever seen those big caricatures, these artists who do the big, you know, you can get a self-portrait in this big head and car- looked like that. He looked so funny, I started to laugh. And I'm just like, that's not the face of God. That's not the face of God. Put these things to a test, just like I'm doing. I'm giving you some keys right now. So you don't fall prey to anything. Even as high and wonderful as these things are, because they are, because a lot of people follow us, and it's a very high frequency. But it is not soul liberation. If you want to truly be one, a soul that is on its way home to God, then pay attention. If you want to do some service with humanity, then yeah, follow the Ascended Masters. They're doing some good service with humanity. That's why I'm trying to play with it, but also know that it's a good thing because there's a lot of people doing some amazing works out here. What we're doing in ILM is just very, I don't want to say unique because there's other teachers and all doing this pathway too. It's just farther and fewer between, but it's a very specific action that we're doing here. And I just want to be clear with that so you understand. So that way you really follow and you really know that you're following that which you are really wanting and seeking after. To not be led astray, to not be fooled, to always ask. That's why I'm saying ask Gemini on this level and if you see us inwardly. So you learn and you know through your experience. And why do I say that? Because I also know 
groups out there following Ascended Masters, and I know the Ascended Masters, they're working with the I Am Presence. Well, I've been into the I Am Presence, and I'm sorry to say it's not God. The I Am Presence is a reflection of God. It's a reflection. That's why it's easy to get fooled. It looks, looks and sounds just like God, but it's not. It's a reflection, just like this Ascended Master tried to show me or be the face of God, but it was all distorted because it's not. It can look like it, but it's not. That's this world of mirrors, the smoke and illusion. It can be so deceiving, but if we're not fully awake, we won't know. If I was not already awake, I would not have known. I would not have known to even ask the question. I would have been like, oh, my God, an ascended master. I get to be a service my dream. I didn't know anything else, of course. So you yourself, what do you really want? Be clear. Be single-pointed in your focus. Have a clarity of intention and direction, and then follow through with the action steps. And as you do, know you are going to come across so many things, not only in this physical life, but on these other realms and dimensions we talk of. Because the soul's journey is amazing. Just all the stuff on the physical level is one thing, but oh my God, all the things we go through on these other realms of consciousness. Even good things. Don't even let the good things limit you. These other teachers, like I said, are doing amazing things, but it's still limited. What do you want? Do you want the limitation or do you want the fulfillment and the wholeness and completeness and your soul really going back to where it came from, back home? That's up to you. So just as Moses said, what did Moses say when he saw the burning bush, which in a way is the face of God? That wasn't the I am presence. That was the I am, that I am. So there's your answer. Go for the I am that I am, or that which is, that is the truth of God, not the reflection. God bless you. Happy holidays.